Hi, my name's Damayan Kiritan, Senior Journalist for XR Today, and we're bringing you the latest and greatest from the XR, VR, and AR industry. So for today, we have on a very special guest, Dr. Brad Quinton, CEO and Chief Technology Officer for Singulose Research, which is a Canadian research firm developing mixed reality visual comprehension tools. So thanks for joining us today, Brad. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Okay, good to hear, good to hear. And so what we're gonna talk about today, we're gonna to just dive right into your company's Perceptus AR platform, which I think contains some remarkable tools that could redefine computer visualization across the XR industry. Well, so before we get into the you know, big portion of it, I wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit about the history and background of your company and what you're currently doing professionally. Sure. Sure, I can definitely do that. So Singulos has been around for three years um, and we've been focused the whole time on this problem of giving uh, AR and XR applications the ability to understand objects in the world. The same time before that, I've been working in the high tech industry for over 20 years now, um, doing many things, but all often around mobile hardware, edge hardware, and of course, AI. Um, and so that's really been, been our focus, and we're really excited about some of the new ideas and discoveries we've made around this problem uh, and, and all the excitement around the whole uh, XR space. Nice. And you also have quite a bit of um, history with some of the world's biggest tech brands. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, basically for the last well, almost 15 years, I've been starting companies, um, very technology-focused companies, um, and eventually selling them to some big companies like Tektronix. And the most recent one I sold to Qualcomm, of course, um, there's a big presence in, in mobile and, uh, and the XR space. Nice. So, yeah. Now, we can talk a little bit about Perceptus. So I saw some of the demos online and I was really intrigued by them. And I wanted to know what was the inspiration for creating it? Uh, what was your inspiration for creating the Perceptus AR solution? And for you, what kind of problems did you try to resolve? What did you want to innovate by creating the solution? Sure, that's, that's actually a really funny question because it all came from uh, sitting with my son and we were sitting in front of a bunch of Lego building blocks. And he asked me, um, can you build a giraffe? And I said, well, I'm sure we could but I don't have the instructions. Plus, I don't really know what, what pieces we have right here. And without hesitation, he was like, well, why can't my iPad do that? And it was funny because I was teaching AI at, at UBC at the time. So I really did ask myself, why can't the iPad do that? Why? Um, and it's funny how kids are so natural with technology. It just seemed obvious to him. But as I really started thinking about why can't this work, um, I started to realize that the kind of classic computer vision algorithms like um, object detection just weren't going to give the AR experience that clearly my son had imagined could happen um, right then and there. Um, and so the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was just a very interesting and important problem. Um, and I roped in a bunch of uh, people I'd started companies with in the past and started getting them excited about the problem. And we went from there. Um, but the, the really fundamental problem we want to solve is giving AI that visual context to truly understand what's around us using 
images rather than just trying to understand the images themselves. Right. And um, on your website, you also feature a few of the different kinds of demos that you have for Perceptus. Um, could you take us a, a little bit through like some of the different kinds of things you wanted to do in your demos? Um, there's about, I think, four of them listed on there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the demos are really meant to be just that demo. So we sell a platform and we're trying to say, well, you know, you can think up your different application ideas. But what we wanted to highlight was different concepts. And so in the in the building blocks demo, right, the the idea is uh, a proactive AR application that looks at what your physical reality is and then uses a whole bunch of of techniques that computers are really good at database searches, optimizations to suggest different builds that are appropriate for you in your specific time and place. Um, and so we think that's a very important um, part of giving a visual context to an AR system. Um, so the other thing that you see in that um, demo is the idea of building virtual versions of physical things. So we actually construct, let's say, a cow. And we you do it using the bricks and colors you have available. So without actually having to build it, you can actually see what it would look like in the end. Um, and so that's important too, because now you can go through and you can search and you can optimize physical spaces by using virtual objects. Um, and so we think that's a very powerful concept. Um, Moving on to the furniture building demo, that one is, is a maybe more obvious case, but it's a case where you know, computers and AR systems are good at keeping track of details, right? So it's no problem for a computer to make sure you have exactly the right number of screws and bolts and nuts. But uh, it's something that people find quite painful, right? And almost everyone we talk to has, has tried to build some furniture uh, at home and run into the problem of, you know, why do I have this last dowel? You know, there's one left, what, where does it go? Um, and so the idea again is that if you could have these intelligent proactive AR systems, they would be the, pers the person, the, they would be the assistant that does some of these challenges that are not particularly easy for humans to do. Um, and the final one is, is the chess demo. And, and that one's really about playing with this idea of sharing overlapped physical spaces. So in the chess demo, only one side of the board has physical pieces. The other side of the board has virtual pieces. Um, but those virtual pieces could be physical pieces in someone else's physical reality. And so you can imagine then by aligning, by really understanding physical objects in my reality, I can align them to virtual or other people's physical objects. And so you can have an overlapped new reality that's made up of two different physical realities working together. Um, and so that's just a, a neat new concept. And so, although it sounds like a whole bunch of like high level details, it all comes down to you could play board games with your friends anywhere in the world and you'd still get to move your pieces and you'd still get to roll your dice. Um, and we just think that would be fun. Yeah. It was really interesting. I think we we tried a little demo of it and, um, you know, playing virtual chess with each other. And it was quite profound the way it worked out because it's almost like you can take your real world environment, merge it with the game itself 
And say, for instance, we're playing using a pair of AR smart glasses whenever, you know, yeah. Meta decides to come out with its own, you know, you can actually know. play. We finally get them. But yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I just think that's such a neat idea. And I think it hasn't been explored very much yet. I think there's many more things to come that we haven't even conceived once we have the base tools for everyone uh, to right. start developing with. Yeah, I was um, curious also, do you think that you would have any particular like industry-wide use cases for such technology? Because I know that, you know, as it becomes more complex, you find new types of environments that you could, you know, approach with Perceptus. Um, there's quite a wide range of different types of ways that you could use this throughout the industry. Could you name maybe a couple of them that could possibly apply? Yeah, I mean, so there, there's, as you say, it's kind of hard to bound it because it's, you know, the idea is arbitrary general objects. So essentially everything. But I think some more obvious use cases are, you know, retail and advertising is, is a very obvious one. Right? You can imagine if you could walk into a sports store, look up at the wall of running shoes, and you're automatically given reviews, you're automatically given discounts, maybe, um, and even you automatically know the inventory in that store, right? So that would really change that whole environment of how you would interact in a retail setting. Um, but then the, the, the possibilities really range all the way to um, educational apps. I mean, it would be extremely fun to imagine that you could use physical objects on a desk at school to trigger and bring up videos or virtual projections or even games um, that helped make some concepts in history or math uh, real in the sense that you can touch and feel things, but bringing in all of the massive information that's available online. Um, so that's a couple of them. We could, I could probably talk for uh, <laughs> all the time we have about different ideas. So, no, it's pretty good. And um, one of the things I noted um, from previous interviews and from research is that there's a high degree of learner retention whenever they use these types of tools, like especially any XR tools, which could have some very useful insights for future applications, especially. I totally agree. I mean, I think um, you know, I teach at a university and really. Uh, one of the things I really focus on is learning is about context, right? And so you need to tie the new thing to what you knew in the past. And I think that's one of the reasons you see XR um, excelling in the education space. It's because you can try to ground um, new concepts in the, the physical world or the world that the people know. So. Mm. Absolutely. Um, just quickly to ask you maybe this one question. Um, I was curious to know a little bit more about the difference between AI recognition and AI understanding. Uh, this is something that Perceptus definitely touches on um, when it, you know, especially when it's in action. Could you tell me a little bit more about the, that? Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, and so the way that we think about it is that the classic definition of recognition or sometimes it's called detection in computer vision is to say, well, where is something in an image? Um, which could be interesting, but when we think about comprehension, we're trying to say, where is the object in the world? Where is it in the 3D world? You know, what is its orientation and how does it relate to all the other objects that are in the 3D world? 
Um, and one of the things that's so important about that is that understanding of the world or of objects is independent of the camera position. Right? So if you think about, if you're discovering where an object is in an image, then it's highly sensitive to where the camera is with respect to that image. But if you're understanding where an object is in the real world, it's still in the same spot no matter how you have observed it. Um, and so especially for the AR case, where you expect the user to move arbitrarily um, and uh, frequently, you really need to have an understanding of objects that's independent of the camera perspective. Um, but there are, are, are definitely applications like, you know, tracking um, license plates for toll bridges where you don't need that, right? You, you know where the camera is, you know where the car is, you know, so there's, so that's a, a place where you could see that recognition is sufficient um so yeah yeah that's a good case and um yeah i just wanted to know is there anything else that you'd like to add or maybe tell us about singular's research and where it plans to go in the near future uh yeah we're, we're just really excited to to start you know talking we've been talking actually now to a lot of ar developers and just trying to um build a platform that lets people uh, explore these new ideas and, and get them out there. One thing that's uh, I find very exciting about um, where Perceptus is at today is that although we're going to be ready for the glasses, we can run on the iPad, we can run on uh, Android, so we can start working on these applications and people can start having experiences right now um, as we all wait for this coming future where we have some, some better hardware to, to really go hands-free. Nice. Well, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. But yeah, thanks so much for sharing those insights. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Okay, great. All right. So once again, this yeah. has been Dr. Brad Quentin, CEO and CTO for Singulus Research. Um, if you guys enjoyed today's conversation, please like, share, and subscribe to our content so that you can always be kept in the loop. Feel free to also spread the word on our conversations from XR Today with the XR News hashtag on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Once again, this is Naman Kirtan from XR Today. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good one. Bye for now.